Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 2, message titled, Losing Jesus. Ooh, never a good thing, right? To lose Jesus. Do we love the darkness rather than the light? Or are we following the light? That's, that's what we're getting out of this. Verse 48. It says, So when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxious, anxiously. Again, I just really feel bad for Mary in this scene because she had to be worried sick. And she finds Jesus. Here he is. And she can't make a scene or, or take him out because the, the rabbis are there. You know, it's, it would be wrong. And this wouldn't be the last time that Jesus would disappoint her. Or do something contrary to what she expected. You know, Jesus doesn't always meet our expectations. He always fulfills his purpose. And his purpose is always better than what we expect. Verse 49, it says, And he said to them, Why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? This is interesting, because she said, Your father and I have sought you diligently. And then he says, But I must be about my father's business. This is the problem with stepfamilies. It's so complicated. (laughs) Yeah, but my dad said, can't we all just get along? Jesus is letting Mary know that his obligation is to his father. His father. And this can be difficult for us too. Our obligation to God is more important than our obligation to our spouse, than to our children, to our parents, to our, fam- to our f- greater family, to our friends, to our government, to ourselves. Our obligation is always to him first. This is what, oftentimes why we lose Jesus because we leave him behind because we're trying to please everybody around us rather than trying to please God. Our mindset needs to be, God, whatever you want, wherever you lead me. And sometimes that's confusing. And sometimes it's difficult. And sometimes it causes strife within our family, even Christian family. I remember when I first started going to Calvary Chapel and I was on fire for the Lord, my Christian family thought I was pretty weird. They did not like it at all. And they pushed against it. We think you've joined some cult. I mean, they had a family intervention and everything. Not long before, they were all going to Calvary Chapel too because you catch on fire and other people catch on fire too. But, but that was the thing, you know, they weren't, you, why are you reading your Bible all the time? Why are you always praying? Why do you care so much about your religion? And they're Christians, right? <laughs> Remember what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 10, verse 34, he says, do not think that I came to bring peace to the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's, a man's enemies will be those of his own household. He who loves his father and mother more than me is not worthy of me, and he who loves his 
daughter or son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Those are some strong words. He's not saying that you're to hate your, 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 your kids or your wife or your husband or your, your parents. He's saying that you need to love me more. That relationship is more important. And sometimes that's the rub for us, isn't it? But notice he says, take up your cross. He says, you're, you're to love me more than you love yourself, than your own life. Another thing that stands out in this passage really interesting is he says, she said, your father and I, he says, my father's business, kind of like, you're not my real dad, Joseph, you can't tell me what to do. <laughs> no, probably nothing like that. But certainly that wasn't Jesus' attitude. But in a way, making his obligations known to Mary and Joseph. This is, this is what I need to do. But then notice verse 50, it kind, of, just kind of turns. It says, but they did not understand the statement which he spoke to them. I, I, I don't... I don't often understand what Jesus is saying either. And, and, and you know, as you, as you look at this, I'm glad that Mary and Joseph didn't get this, you know, because I don't always get it either. But I do know that God works everything together for good to those who love him and those who are called according to his purpose, even if I can't see it. I kind of have this attitude that I really need to understand it and I really need to be able to see it, God, because I don't want to go that way if, if it looks that bad. But the reality is, is, you know, even though we question God, we have to get before the Lord and, and sort those things out and, and realize that he's in control and that he has everything happening according to his will and plan. And that is the best plan for us. The other thing that this implies, and I think that this is really interesting for me as a Bible scholar and, and somebody who looks at Jesus' life and tries to dissect who Jesus is, is that Jesus was not too out of the ordinary. Why do we know that from this? Because if Jesus was constantly doing miraculous things or constantly doing crazy things, you know, like some of the apocryphal stories tell us that he was, you know, somebody made a bird out of clay and Jesus touched it and it became alive. Or, you know, it's just weird stories that, they, that are written about Jesus that aren't true. You know, you would, you would think that Mary and Joseph were like, what is the boy wonder up to now? What is he going to do next? I mean, we're always amazed at Jesus. No, it kind of gives you the impression that they weren't too amazed with Jesus. Uh, they weren't really impressed with him. I mean, they weren't unimpressed with him. Or maybe they were. But, but Jesus was just kind of an average kid. And then all of a sudden, one day, he doesn't show up when he's supposed to show up. And they're, they're shocked. If Jesus was always doing things out of the ordinary, this is what they would expect, right? That something crazy was going on. Jesus had some, maybe he disappeared. Maybe he's already at Nazareth. You know, who knows? Jesus is always doing something crazy. No, Jesus is just an average person. It's almost as though Jesus was making himself of no reputation. Oh, wait a minute. Isn't that what Philippians chapter 2 says? That he made himself of no reputation? He was just the average kid. There was nothing desirable about him that you should want him. That's what Isaiah says about Jesus. Nothing out of the ordinary. He just keeping his head down and going through life, and then one day he just doesn't show up, and they're like, what's going on? And so, they didn't understand, they didn't get it, they didn't, they're like, what in the world is he talking about? Things have just kind of fallen into a normal routine with Jesus at this point in their life, 12 years later. Verse 51, it says, they went down to Jerusalem, he went down to Jerusalem with them, and came to Nazareth, and was subject to 
to them, but his mother kept all these things in her heart. So Jesus, at this point, doesn't resist them, but just submits himself to them. And, and, and that's what he does for the rest of his childhood. He just submits himself to his parents. Again, nothing out of the ordinary now. It's just back to life as usual as a child within a family. And, and, and this is a, a great thing because I, I think about Jesus. And, I, and, you know, do you think Jesus was smarter than Mary and Joseph? <laughs> yeah, certainly. Even by this time, he was smarter than them. Do you think he knew better than them? Oh, absolutely he knew better than them. But why did he submit to them then? Because submission is a sign of character and a sign of strength, isn't it? Nothing worse than somebody who knows more than their boss unless their boss knows every day. But what a great character when you know you have a bright and intelligent person who's working for you and they respect you and they submit to you. How wonderful it is when a child submits to their parent. Even if they may know more about a subject or think they know how to do things better, but they submit. And it is the representation of Jesus and he is our example when it comes to submission in life. For a wife who may be more intelligent than her husband, and, and I would say, dare say, most probably are. And yet to submit to their husband because it's being like Jesus. That's, that's really what this is about. It's not about who's better or who's smarter or who, who knows more. It's about what God has established in his order within life and within his kingdom. And Jesus does this. He's a great example to us. She remembers these things, and it says this often, that she kept these things in her heart. This is, I think, the third time we've seen this phrase, that Jesus has kept these things in her heart as, as you know, the, the angel comes to her. And, and then, of course, the, what happened with the shepherds and what's happened with, with Simeon. I think maybe this is the fourth time. But Jesus, Mary keeps these things in her heart. She remembers so that later she could understand, possibly. Little did she know she would need this later so that she'd be comforted. Verse 52, it says, And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. It, it, it makes sense, especially at 12, you know, he's going to grow in stature. You know, my boy certainly did. This last year was the year of growth. I mean, we're talking kids going from little to big, and now they're all like here, and I'm like, wait a minute, I'm going to be outgunned here pretty soon. I'm still thicker than them, that's okay. But, 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 but in wisdom, Jesus grew in wisdom, is that possible? We saw that in verse 40, something very similar, right? And, and now he's saying that he grew increased in wisdom. How could Jesus increase in wisdom? And, and, and even more so, how could he increase in favor with God? Isn't that weird? It, it's strange because Jesus, I mean, excuse me, the, the Father on a couple of times in, in Jesus' baptism and also at, at Jesus' transfiguration, he said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.